Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Times Podcast today with a bonus episode this week, two in a week. Nobody asked for it, but we're doing it anyway, uh, mainly because I got the schedule wrong and I didn't realise that uh, F1 started this weekend, but it does. So uh, we're doing two. Um, and I'm joined by Kevin Parrott again. Hello. You're in the again. banner, so you, oh. you're, in the, you're in the banner, so you've got to at least appear once a year to... I do, and um, this is my this is my annual outing. You wheeled me out for the for the F one post test pre season chat about. Yeah, stuff. we never did, we never did a post season one. I suppose because it was like so close to Christmas, wasn't it? That it was just busy times. I, but I, I also think if we'd have been recording it, we'd still be recording it because there was a lot to talk about. Since since we, I mean, I don't know if you you planned on talking about the end of last season, but since we, we did yeah, this last year, <clears throat> a lot's happened. <clears throat> I'm but I'm far from an, of an impartial. Uh, voice uh where, where, whereas i would say I, I i was more on the fence than you i'd say not because i'm particularly a fan of uh verstappen i'm a you know a hamilton fan i do you know i do rate hamilton a lot more than perhaps a lot of people do i know a lot of people with that go on this podcast regularly don't like lewis hamilton as a person me and you on the other hand we quite like him um you know and i do feel like last the uh last race was a fucking shambles to be honest with you in terms of racing but the argument there is would you want it to end under a safety car for me looking back and thinking of it should have just called red flag should have just called a red flag there's five laps to go red flag it because at least then you know you get four laps or so standing start it's a straight shoot they could change tires as well so the argument of tires changing (laughs) what was that what was that Anyway, I'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> but the, the argument yeah, of tire, the argument of tire changes would go out the window then because it'd be four laps. How much would be Verstappen? Fair playing field, you know. But I have to be honest. I do think I don't know. I get, this is pure speculation, but I do think Netflix played a part. In it. Not that Netflix had an ear and said, "I'll do this," but I think F one because of the success of to Survive, as seen by the US Grand Prix. Uh, last season, maybe they were thinking a bit spicy, let's have a spicy ending. Whereas actually, a lot of the hardcore fans, I think, were a bit bit like, well, we know how the sport works. And yeah, I mean, whether Netflix had anything to do with it or not, I think that was still the thinking behind it. You know, that was that was clearly um, the anticipation was that we built this, we built this season up to this moment. And then, you know, Massey presumably thought, I can't rob the show. Um, but what he what he sort of misjudged was well you 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 have to you have to still stick to the rules as established. You can't just do what you like, although you can. Yeah. Pay, although he can, I mean, you know. And I think just, you wasn't... know. And unfortunately, I think it taints Verstappen's title win, whether what you think of Verstappen or not. It was a great battle between two juggernauts. I said who we were talking. You know, they both deserve to win it, but that tainted it a little bit, and you go. Oh, it's not really his fault because he was just doing what he was doing, and he, you know, at the end of day one. Yeah, and I think, um, um, uh, you know, there's no, there's no problem between, uh, as he stated, there's zero problems at all between Hamilton and Verstappen. It, Hamilton doesn't blame Verstappen at all. Um, you know, it's it's more the the application of the of the rule book and and the you can't move the goalposts, especially yeah. five minutes from the end. Exactly, and I think we all. I think the worst thing, although it did add a bit of extra drama for the the weekend, as it were, the fact that we were, you know, kind of having to wait after the Grand Prix to find out the result of the championship, rather than, you know, 
the fact that we had to like go, oh, it could be changed. Yeah, is, I mean, that, that, is it, that's not right. It ruins the spectacle. It, it, yeah, that's always been a, a negative. Uh, I mean, even even I mean, in years gone by, it's not uh, not so much uh, on a championship level, but of course, races have happened where <clears throat> victories have been controversial and results have been amended, and, and and Formula One has made an effort and and should should do to sort of say, look, you know, you have to deal with this there and then. You can't you can't be amending the result six hours after uh, the audience has gone home and thought they've seen the winner. Having said that, it's an incredibly technical sport, and the rules have to be there. Uh, you know, in all aspects, technical technical res- uh, regulations as well as sporting, which is what they didn't do particularly well. They didn't do at all well. Um, yeah, no, I, I get what Michael, you're saying. Michael, Michael Massey may well have have uh, regretted a few of the decisions last year, um, but, yeah, but uh, and... it's, it's a tough one. To, it's a tough balance to strike. Yeah, I think you know it was put between a rock and a hard place because. I, I get the thinking behind what he did, but you know, you look at it and you go, well, it's not really fair, is it? Because it wasn't like, oh, Hamilton, you know, I think would the would it have been different if Hamilton had the same similar tires as Verstappen and they would actually be able to fight each other? Possibly the argument wouldn't be as harsh. I think there'd still be questions about it. But the fact that Hamilton essentially was on the opposite strategy, had no tires left. That that Hamilton was a sitting duck and it was sort of an inevitability that Max was going to get him, you know. I think yeah. I'm not questioning whether it would have been wrong either way, but I wonder if Hamilton had similar tyre life and they were both kind of going at it and there was a fight longer and they kind of had, you know, would it have been a... But yeah, I don't know. Either way, it was wrong. I don't think it, like, I don't think it ruined the sport. I think we're going in this year. I think it helps as a regulation change this year to kind of revamp the sport entirely, um, you know, to sort of give it that new life and hopefully allow some new drivers perhaps to get closer or, you know, get higher up the pecking order and kind of switch things around and... Maybe change I think, who I think, on top. Yeah, I think it was a flashpoint for highlighting the fact that you can't have teams lobbying the referee yep. during during the thing that's happening in front of them. For a start, he's or she is doing a job that requires their full attention. They don't need representatives from both teams in their ear trying to wangle an advantage for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think. It was just one of those things where you lose, you go, ha? Because, like, I don't know we were sort of safety car, we were like, oh, not this way. I mean, you know, we, I, me and you wanted Hamilton to win, but we were like, not this, not under safety car. And then you kind of go, no cars are allowed to overtake. And you go, okay, it's going to end on safety car. That's it, no racing. And then Michael went, actually, and it was sort of like, ha? You've just said one thing, and then you know it's like yeah. that. I think that if he stuck to one thing, I think it would there again would have been less criticism. If he said, Do you know what, I'm gonna let the cars overtake, and if we get racing, we get racing, that would have been fine. I think some Hamilton fans still would have been upset that but that would have been because of a safety car anyway. But, but to do neither, that, to do neither, he, he was like, Well, just the ones in between you two, you know. I get, I get, I get, I get the reason because that allowed us to have that last lap, but it wasn't really a fight to be honest because of the situation with the tires. No, it was he had Hamilton, both hands tied behind his back. Hamilton was sitting duck, but yeah. Anyway, I think it does. I think the thing is that's what three months is good for. We've had a three month gap, and you know, I don't, I don't think the sores aren't still there. The fact that you know, maybe until about a month ago, we didn't know whether Hamilton would be racing or not, and there was a bit of concern whether he would bother 
to come back. And, you know, I sort of see his point, you know. Obviously, we all we love Hamilton's sport. We don't know how many years he's got left. It could be two. Um, you know, so to see him go out like that would have been horrendous. Yeah. I think, but, 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 you know, one of the best of all time, because I think Formula 1 is one of those sports where you can never give a definitive best of all time because it's so different as it evolves that you just can't. Yeah. It's apples and oranges in so many ways between eras. Um, but I think Hamilton's point was, you know, if you're going to move the goalposts, then I'm not going to play the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's quite a legitimate way for him to feel uh, about it. And yeah. I don't blame him. No, but me neither. And I think he's handled himself quite well and waiting for decisions of, you know, who's going to be in charge. Is there going to be changes? Obviously, there was. Bye-bye, Michael Massey. I do feel slightly sorry for Michael Massey. Like you said, he was in a very difficult position. In that one, he was getting barked was, out for both sides. But you, you have to have the strength to to do the yeah. right thing. And look, this is this wasn't the only thing I, that that annoyed me with with his uh, management style. I think you'd call it uh, the last few years. The, the the other thing that was the, the blinding red flag for me was just the, the the white line being the edge of the track that could have been solved in the stroke of a pen, and he just refused. You know because of pressure from, from drivers. Well, that shouldn't come into it. He, he, I, I believe um, I, I believe the reputation that comes with the incoming race director is what I would advocate, which is my word is law. If I say this, that is it. And yeah. if you have a problem, then I don't care. <laughs> Firstly, the, the white line is the edge of the track and that applies to all corners and all racetracks in the championship, full stop. Why was that so hard? Yeah. You know. Exactly. And I think, you know, as we move forward into this, I can't wait to actually delve into the season because we're sort of in an unknown, a relative unknown. Obviously, we've had testing. We know some of the issues that some teams are facing and what have you. But it is sort of a reset, obviously, with the budget cuts as well. It kind of closes the field together, you'd hope. Better cars, hopefully, for racing. Um, We hope. Um, No Russian Grand Prix, which is a great thing. I I don't want to bring up the current situation, but... Sochi not on the calendar. That's great. Yeah, but not only, not only Sochi not on the calendar. So St. Petersburg, presumably where they were going to to go <laughs> take it to, that's that's been moot as well. So that's been at least, at least gone for now until there's some kind of resolution. If there ever will be a resolution, it might not be a thing. Um, who knows? Because I'm not going to go into it. But uh, the person in charge of whatever's going on is a lunatic. Um, so yeah, but I will also quickly talk to you, Kev, about Drive to Survive because the first. Oh, yep. I say the first three seasons mm-hmm. relatively went down quite well. Big success, four and one. This season, though, a lot of the reviews have been more mixed. And I, I mean, I when I say that, I mean not only from certain drivers. I, I just said you an interview, but also I've seen some big. I don't. Not, I don't. I hate the word influencers. Big, uh, you know, content creators in the F one world reviewing it and going, "This doesn't feel right anymore." That they're, they're they're going down the wrong path a little bit. Um. And I can't help but feel the same. I've only seen two episodes of season four. I don't really want to watch any but any else because I watched the first two and there were little bits that irked me. And now I get look, it's a docudrama series. It's not a straight documentary. It's all about hype and you know <laughs> entertainment. And I I get that, but you all, I answer it's for the casual viewer. It's not made for us. Uh, it's kind of like Doctor Who when you go, oh Doctor Who should be like this. It should include all these bits that we know. Not really because it's actually a family show. But there is a line where you start to manipulate the personal perception of certain people in certain situations. And that's when I go, that isn't right. 
or for me the big the first the big first one last year which I laughed at I found funny was when they tried to cause drama between Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz which if anybody watched anything else about Drive to Survive would know it's the complete opposite of the case <laughs> you just sat there and you went you went what of all the t- of all the two to pick you went with yeah. the two that are the closest on the calendar or because of the say- you know, roster you know, as you say, it's not for us. It's it's for and and if Drive to Survive were to end at the end of this season, the real winner has been Formula One because that they it's yeah. done an incredible job. Well, like if you look, the Netflix have already been, announced they're changing the formula due to the feedback that F one have given them. So clearly F one clearly F one aren't particularly happy with certain aspects. I mean, so, like, well, I, 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 we can't ask more than that, can you? Really, they they, they want no. to carry on. They want they want the benefits to be to be, to be for you know that they want to continue <laughs> to get that, but they want to tweak the, and they've they've agreed. I mean, that's that's I think that's yeah, and I think because there were certain things I don't know whether I this could not be, but like seeing certain things like in episode one they try and drive this narrative of Mercedes hate because Mercedes have been tough and people want to see new champions so you get people like Karun Chandok out of context of saying I am all for Red Bull this year well actually if you listen to him as a pundit that the year he was very much balanced because he's a pundit uh, same thing goes for p- random people in the paddock going yeah beat the fuckers or whatever it's like well that to me just seems really staged because I feel like you wouldn't say that as a president of a motorsport of Bahrain do you know what I mean like it just feels really weird but episode two was the big one for me where they don't paint Lando Norris as such as a bad person or a bit of a prick but they do paint him as sort of a cocky you know the oh he's happy he's better than McCoy which I guarantee he is but there was such difference to which they did it so I know obviously that article in which he says there was that radio message of he squeezed me out the way that wasn't at that Grand Prix. There was the wave in Monaco, which they act as if it's a big taunt of like, ha see you later, which just wasn't. It was a sign of respect. That's what drivers do. There was bits where they had bits of Lando and Ricardo in the boardroom. And he said that was cut up and put out of context as well. That to me is a sign I don't, I get it's drama, but you're also telling, a, it's not no longer a documentary. It's a false narrative. And that's what I don't like. I don't mind if it's heightened. I don't mind if you like, you know, oh, this, this is like the biggest thing ever. And it's like actually a battle for like P7. That's fine. Right. Because if you're doing an episode on like a Alpine, like the awkward episode, I think there's a battle for like 13th for the hype it up. Like it's one of the biggest things ever. That's fine. But when you start to manipulate perception of how certain drivers are, that's why I go, you shouldn't do that. You know, don't. Yeah. That, that's why that's why I go. Because also, I, mean, I don't think it's very smart. Because if people tune into Formula One, they're going to see that that isn't the case. Although, it's, I, I just, I don't, I don't also get like that's the reason Verstappen's not on it. I think they're going to slowly, if they kept going on the same path, be slowly driving away and alienate everybody, alienate the drivers because they're going to go, well, you're making me look a bit of a tit. So I don't yeah, really want. They need to not do that because obviously they're not all contractually obliged to be in the show, so they can opt out. So that's what Verstappen's done. Um, uh, I think we you know the first the first year both uh, Mercedes and Red Bull or Ferrari. Maybe, no, it was Ferrari. It was Ferrari. Opted out, didn't they? Because they, they didn't know what was gonna what it was how much time pressure it was gonna add and all this. Uh, it's a difficult line for them all to tread, really, because 
you know, the, the, the popularity of the show is, is high and it's done a, a great job for Formula One and it would have therefore done a great job for their personal profiles as drivers and, and keep the sponsors happy. The sponsors may be put, putting them under pressure to do a, this big popular Netflix uh, show. The problem is, yeah, yes, you're right. Um, that's a problem, but that's a problem across all media. You know, that's a problem with with t- the tabloid press, or or a, you know, even even a sort of a magazine show. You know, they're always looking for an angle, even if it's not. Yeah. You have but to construct I, the narrative around it. You know, I, but I, don't, I, I don't but I, f- I feel like in the first season, even even the second season, it was done better. Like I said, they heightened things, but they didn't outright have to make stuff up and i find it weird that in a season that was so chaotic that they felt like they had to do so like there were certain bits that they just missed i decided they can't preempt who to be with at the weekend but at the end of the day you could easily obviously they got the entire film library of the race you could easily have an interview segment with this person whatever but the fact they feel like they've constructed i go, I go back to the carlos Orlando thing that is utterly silly why there wasn't an episode on Russell at Mercedes. Like I said, they are Netflix. They have money. They could have easily changed it last minute and gone, this is a really good episode. This is sick. The fact there was no mention of that, but they made up stuff about Lando and Carlos. It's like, huh? It's, you sit there and you go, but, but I just feel I don't, like that to me, because it's not for me, right? I'm an F1 fan. I'm going to watch every weekend that there's a race on. I'm going to look at the posts. I'm going to see what the interweek stuff is. But yeah, I don't know. I just watched it. I, I don't really have any impetus to watch it. Like it is fun. I'll give it that. I just you know what the stuff I do like is stuff between the team principles. I think it works for them because really, because because you don't really see what they're like on the. I mean, you have interviews with them, but the drivers you have a much more close to personal relationship with than you do the team principles. So you can sort of get away with a bit of Total Wolf and Christian on slagging each other off. Because that's probably how they really feel about each other, to be honest. Whereas then when you get like Lando out of context going, oh yeah, I feel great because I'm better than him. Or, you know, it's like, no, like, don't do that. And then when the driver comes out and says, yeah, that was out of context, it immediately diminishes the value. Do you not? Do you... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The, the, the problem is, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, absolutely right. Um, the, only, the only team principle, I think, um, the real star of the show, obviously, He's going to and he may he may not be uh, as <laughs> as he seems either. Uh, but but you know yeah you're right. I mean you, they they are managing their image, and it's a tricky it's a tricky line for the drivers to tread in taking the publicity and giving up control of of their image. Um, it, it's a trade, and it's a tough one. Yeah, exactly. Luckily, luckily right. we're not in that position. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I'm happy that going forward there will be some changes because I feel like it should be in two things. Number one, I think it should be they they should have an they should change up their format so that they can pivot late on if there are any changes. Because the thing about F1 is it's forever changing, and there's there's always be a weekend where a surprise shock win happens. And to be honest, it'd be great if there was which there isn't, but it would be great if there was never about Ocon winning the Hungarian Grand Prix because that's an interesting story. You know, or something like that. Don't, don't, you don't know. forget the restrictions placed on them for COVID. They, oh, they had to. No, embed. I, I know, but I think that's what they mean by not only are they going to make changes to how they edit it, and but I think they need to also. Again, I'm not saying COVID's over because that'd be stupid. But now we're going into this world where we're sort of 
I hate the term living with it, but you get what I mean. We're, we're kind of trying to get back to as normal as possible. Hopefully we can see them be able to pivot a bit more and go, yes, we can actually... Be a bit more sort of dynamic with their coverage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because like the big one for me still is that Russell Mercedes episode, I think would have been one of the best episodes of the series. And the fact they didn't ever covered it is, is a bit... Yeah, I used to remember that Grand Prix is etched into my memory. Because I, mean, I missed, gonna... I missed, I missed the first few laps because of a fire alarm in my by uni building. I come back and it's like literally as he's pit and then overtakes Bottas. I'm like, what the hell? Um, and then yeah. it was just. Um, hopefully, it doesn't he, happen to him this season. He did win that day, though. He won that day. He won the seat, which he's now in. I feel sure. If if there was any doubt in in the management at Mercedes' mind that that he would be a really good idea, I think that was when it was like, yeah, we've got to sign this guy like now. Exactly. Um, and that's all I really want to say on Drive to Survive. Let's go on to the new season. Um, I want to say this now. Seeing them out on track, the cars themselves look great. These, this they new all, shape of car, they look <clears throat> amazing. They're fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are. They look good. They look good. In fact, I was thinking today when I, 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 was, I saw some of Drive to Survive that instantly the old ones looked old. They looked dated. To yeah. To my eye. It's amazing yeah. how quickly you adjust to things like that, but I just think they do look they do look good and they look dynamic and and some of the liveries are really good. Um, yeah, no, so I I agree and I think you know there's not really a bad livery on that. I think Alpine is my least favorite personally because yeah, well, I think it just one? looks like it just both because it just looks yeah. like the racing point and it looks like a shitter version of the last year. I understand BWC yeah. like their logo on it and they like the pink, but I think it's just yeah. yeah. I, I agree. If I had to rank, I haven't done a list for ranking like uh, the uh, liveries, but um, Ferrari looks the best. The Ferrari looks the best. It does, and and I and I think because, in, to my mind, as an old man slash old school F one fan, it, it sort of looks like the early nineties uh, V twelve kind of era. That they just just look, yeah. it just have that, has that look. Yeah, I don't get yeah um and and so 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 does the i mean i think the aston martin looks particularly sexy oh, in, the, yeah. in, the, in the green i'm even gonna say um, that i didn't like it when i first did it but the mclaren has grown on me a lot yeah and i think it looks better in daylight weirdly like it, it looks better yeah. in, in real life if that makes sense than it does under in sort of, sort of studio lighting um yeah. i was i was a bit disappointed i think we spoke <laughs> at the time that, that the sort of they have tweaked the the orange and but in particular the blue is, is a lighter blue i imagine that's in the response to the um very popular golf livery that they ran in monaco last year yeah but that was the whole thing rather than but it just, it just was like an imitation of that but shitter you know what i mean um, yeah, yeah in a sense but uh yeah i think overall though testing was a success obviously porpoising has become the new word of yes. of, of the f1 land well, it's the never, new heard of, word. N- never heard of the word before the, 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 the last week and now it seems to be a massive i in I, fact you know, i I don't want to say a massive issue because it seems like an issue that teams can fix, but it just some, depends. Some have, I mean, you say that. I mean, I think, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Mattia Bonotto said the first team to solve porpoising will have a huge advantage. So I think it is a probably not the only issue, but it's the single most important issue that is at the forefront of their minds to solve. Yeah. And by all, by all accounts, I think McLaren have, have solved it. Yeah, um, obviously McLaren have their own issues, but every team yeah. will. And I'm also this, and I know that the cars will slowly begin to get similar as they learn, but the fact that the cars look so different to each other because teams genuinely don't know how to tap the regulations yet. Like I said, next year, there will be similar shape because they would have 
figured out the perfect way for these regulations to work and, and such. But yeah, I just I, I love the way that they look so interesting and different. Yeah. Like you can look at uh, a Ferrari and the difference in Mercedes and it's mental. You could certainly tell the Mercedes without any livery because the side pods they turned up with at the second test were inverted. No side, no side pods, uh, upside down, virtually nothing like this, this weird shape. Uh, I know that uh, they're not the only extreme side pods. Red Bull side pods are quite oh. extreme. Ferrari side pods have an enormous kind of hollow U section in, in, in them, just like a depressed section. Um, yeah, there's definitely been quite a bit of of room for, for for creative thinking it's not like the regulations are universally so tight which was what i thought was we're in danger of because yeah. certain are, aspects of the car certain certain areas uh have been very tightly regulated and how the fia enforce those now is much <clears throat> uh, faster and, uh, and and yeah. more accurate so they used to be doing things like and there's nothing wrong with this, you know, like using a ball with a certain radius to see if it fits a slot gap or it fits a curve to see if it, the angle is the same. Now they're laser scanning everything um, uh, and doing it sort of um, on the on having doing that on the fly. So it'll go, a car will go into scrutineering or it'll go, it'll be in the garage even and they can be scanned and uh, that data will be, can be looked at straight away anywhere in the world, presumably, and compared to a set of regulations. So, so they're, um, they're going to be quick to shut things down, I think, in terms of uh, yeah. should be faster, which which in my mind is a good thing and, and probably is more of an argument to bin off Thursdays. But that's an entirely different thing. The, 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 that's yeah. kind of doing the rounds in the paddock, I think, that, that the F1 weekend's too bloated, it's too long. And if they're demanding 20, 21, 22 races a year, it would be nice to claim some time back. Yeah, totally. Um... Uh, other stories, obviously, I'm going to say this because I'm going to say this really quickly. Hamilton has come out and said, I don't think the car is good enough for wins this year. Another, I don't want to call BS, but Hamilton, you say it every year, fella. And then at the he end does. of the first Grand Prix, Lewis Hamilton wins the Bahrain Grand Prix. <laughs> he does say it every year. But, but the, the, this year in particular, there is more value in him saying that. There's more value in sandbagging, which which for many years I never really understood until somebody sat me down and explained to me the reason the team was sandbagging. And, and it applies especially now because, because the regulations have gone through such a huge change, arguably yep. the biggest change ever. Yep. For one particular concept like this Mercedes side pod, for example, for they for them to demonstrate that their car is hugely superior will give will give the teams two, three weeks at uh, the other, their rival teams two, three weeks head start in copying that idea if they think it's not if it's a non-starter if the car don't work particularly well they don't put their attention into that the other the rival teams so so you know yeah I, they, they, they i completely understand why he would say it but also it's like the boy who cried wolf one one day he will have a dud <laughs> you know or they they might well have turned out a car that's not that's not this all dominant thing uh, and then then he says it and he still sounds like he's lying so we'll just have to wait and see and that is yes. with 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 testing this year, it testing that's always tricky to read, obviously. You give it all the caveats in the world. All that you can say is such and such a team had a really good test, and so and so yep. had a bad test. Um, that's not necessarily indicative of the final order, but we know that we know that, for example, Ferrari had a great test. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alfa Romeo. Uh, not so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah Clarence, that's good. 
but I think McLaren again, like you said, sandbagging. I think McLaren have a lot of raw pace in there. I think they've got a few kinks to sort out, and then they're on it. Yeah, yeah. I think the the fundamentals seem to be really good. And what really surprised me, and I'm assuming Formula One as well, is the across the board general reliability has been extremely high. The fact that Formula oh, One entirely. had had a pre pre-test shakedown and what they call an extended shakedown which they decided wouldn't be shown publicly wouldn't be televised and all that because they were worried about cars breaking down and the image that would show certain sponsors you know nobody wants to see a, their brand on the, the engine brand for example on the side of a car with smoke pouring out of it yeah excuse me and um that didn't really happen when well, it did happen but not not to the extent you know less than normal you know less than normal that happened so I'm really yeah, ex- exactly, and I think it's yeah, it's been like it's been good to see that there are obviously there are always going to be small issues here and there, but I'm happy that they've managed to kind of you know it, it seems to be like it's still positive even in the first kind of year, you know, and it seems like the racing's going to be better. Fingers crossed. It seems you know even if it's slightly better, it doesn't need to be amazingly better because at the end of the day. If a race is good, strategy comes into play anyway. And it doesn't have to be, oh, they're battling side by side for 100 percent of the time. You know, it doesn't need to be that. It just needs to be, oh, so we have to wait for the DRS part of the lap for this overtake that's gonna happen to happen. Yeah, yeah, F1 is the long game, isn't it? It's a longer game, it's a different beast. It's not that like you know, it's not British touring car, which is that, or, or maybe even MotoGP, you know, which is that kind of every single quarter. It's, it's a different. Thing. It's a game um, of chess, even though yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart, didn't they? Which is one thing I'll agree with. It is a game of chess, you know, it's not just pure oversight. You know, that's the fun of it. If it was, but I'll go to like, I like a race with side by side racing, but if it was consistent, the, the specialty of those moments would go. But I'm just saying that I hope that it's not something where you know a car's faster, but they just can't get past because of dirty. Yeah, there's you know, the where, ground, yeah. Um, but yeah, I also want to say as well, it's good to see Kevin Magnussen back on the grid. Um, I'm not going to yeah. talk about who he replaced because uh, they're a tosser, but it's good to see somebody that I genuinely thought got a shit into the stick. It's a shame that he's still in a Haas because I think he is actually <laughs> quite talented. Um, will Haas make an improvement this year? Find out in our lists. Um, but, um, but you know, at the end of the day, they've got, they've got two of the most, you know, two of the two good drivers now in Mick and Kevin. Uh, obviously, Kevin knows that team very well. You could see, like you were saying, the smile on his face. Beaming. The smile on his face was in, like, it was so genuine as well. You know, normally yeah. they're a bit tired of talking to them. In the interview, I saw he was just so happy. And he was like, oh, I, I kind of closed this chapter of my life. I thought it was over. But to be back, it it feels incredible. Yeah. And I read today that he said, it just feels like I've not been away. Because that's but he's, he knows the team so well. He's just straight back in. All the old relationships are, are there. Uh, um, and he can just go. You know, he can hit the ground, hit the ground running. So, uh, and I think also it's nice. It's he's just a perfect fit for the team, and he's a perfect fit for the situation. Having Mick Schumacher, although it's not his rookie season, he's gonna, you know, Magnussen's got a lot more experience. So he, there's, he's gonna be someone else. They've got a good balance there. Yeah, team. I agree. I agree. Right, should we get into the fun part? I don't, I don't know how similar or different we're gonna be. I oh. will do constructors first, and we'll, we'll reveal that we'll reveal it one by one. Uh, because uh, the other podcast was quite short, uh, the WrestleMania one, so this one's a bit longer, I don't mind. Um, the first so, one, but it was about two and a half hours. We can't do that again. 
No, no, no. <laughs> but who have you got? Who have you got tenth in the constructors' championship? Oh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go reverse order. Okay. Yeah. Constructors. I've got. Uh, unsurprisingly, I've got. So I've got Alfa Romeo right at the back. I have Alfa Romeo right at the back. Um, um, based on the test. Based on the test, and you know. Yeah, I think I feel really bad for Valtteri Bottas because I really like Valtteri Bottas. But it just feels like he's got a dug card. I think Guan Yuzhou is unfortunately not that great. I think like, it's, it's all right. But it's sort of like the Nikita Mazepin. He's a lot nicer than Nikita Mazepin. But it's sort of like one of those guys in F2 that was good, but didn't really hit the upper echelon. I feel like it's going to be a similar situation with Joe. Maybe, unfortunately. But then that's the nature of progressing into a... Oh, no, know, I agree. You know, you don't get into the Mercedes. You know, you, that's just where his pitch landed sort of thing um yeah alfa romeo don't look too great um i feel bad for them because they've technically got possibly bottas and i hope bottas is a good runner alfa romeo um i think he'll be the stronger of the two without spoiling my standings i think he will be <laughs> considerably he know. should be yeah yeah he should be um but yeah well not number nine i've got has I've got Haas. Okay, so let's see if we actually match. Um, Haas, I want them to do better though, because you know what? I like Gunther. I, I like yeah. I like Mick. I like Kevin. Hey, there's nothing. Want... That, there's now nothing to not like about Haas. <laughs> I, I want them to at least score some points for the love of God. Uh, Is it, has uh, yeah. it has it been? Did Mick score some else? I forget. Did Mick actually I, end up scoring points? I don't think so. I didn't, I didn't know if he ended up scoring some of that ridiculous Belgium fiasco or there was like a race where he ended oh. up... Did he end up like 11th once well, or something? Belgium, did he get... didn't, Belgium didn't happen, did it? Or, 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 or did he, was it Hungary where a lot of people crashed out and that one of them got uber close? I don't I don't know, possibly. Uh, I, 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 there's so much. I mean, I, I don't think so, but... Possibly. Hungary was like a years away, I don't know. Write in. Write into Alex. Don't write to me. I don't read those. <laughs> He'll just cry. Have an extra crisis and just cry. I reckon but, we're um, maybe fairly similar up on this list. I feel like this next one might be a bit different. Well, who have okay. you got? With? I've got Williams next up. I've got Alpine. Ooh. I really don't fancy Alpine this year. I, I was watching. Had... I was watching them in the test. I think they had a solid test, but I think overall, yeah. I don't know. I just have a feeling. You know what? It's got. It might be like the one of the most ridiculous. There is, I'm gonna be honest, in in my constructors and my drivers, there are some like batshit calls. This might be one of them. I just, I don't know. I feel they might have taken a little bit of a drop off, and I think it's not maybe because they've done worse. I think it's because teams around them have perhaps done better. They've also still got Alonso though on board, you know, and he's as. And I, and I think Alonso is great, but I, you know, me and Ocon, we don't get along. I don't rate him, poor boy, um, and. Uh, <laughs> Oscar Piastri would be better in that seat. Um, but <laughs> oh, wow. um, um, yeah, that's my opinion. I think I don't know, it's a gut feeling because this is all speculation, it's based on nothing, it's based on testing, which could be the biggest load of bollocks because teams aren't pushing, or some teams are pushing and some teams aren't. So who knows? But I've got LP8. Who have you got a seventh? Aston Martin. I've put Williams. Yeah, I've got, I put Williams. So I mean, let's talk about Williams. Let's talk about Williams because obviously you, that's why I didn't talk about them now because I wanted to say that. I put one up. They've got Alex Albon, who I hope has a good run for the love of 
Christ, that boy is so lovely. And he just, every time he did really well in the Red Bull, got he shot has the worst on luck, by... doesn't he? He seems to have the worst luck in the world. There are occasionally these drivers, it seems. I remember Johnny Herbert was a bit like this. He just has constant bad luck. It's just um, so... And also, I know obviously it's a bit of a, a meme, but Nicholas Latibi has, by season, improved. And I think he has earned his place in that team. I think he is a solid driver now. I think you could obviously make the argument that other drivers are better, and I'm not denying that. But I think overall he has improved. You can see a massive difference from his first race to where he is now. Um, and I think overall, who understand that car is well integrated in the team now, it gives them the opportunity to really score some points as a pairing, which is why I put them above Alpine. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, completely. I mean, this is all. These are all very fine margins when we're basing them on nothing. So it's yeah. Um, well I'm going to ask. I have I have put Aston Martin at sixth either. So uh, haven't you? No. Okay, well, I've got AlphaTauri there. I've got AlphaTauri at six. Mm. They just... had they had an all right test. Gasly was fastest on one of the days. I know, again, I know all the caveats, but but he, you know, it's they had a decent. He didn't have. They didn't have an awful test. No, um, unfortunately, this boils down to Yuki Tsunoda being about as consistent as uh, yeah anything. Um, I like Yuki. I think he's a, a a lovely chap. He swears a bit too much on the radio because he was quite hard headed, but he's just very inconsistent. Uh, yeah. I think if Gasly had a more of a consistent teammate, AlphaTauri last year would have beat. The thing, I mean, hopefully, I mean, he'll be hoping, the team will be hoping that, that that's just something that he can improve. I mean, let's hope, because if, if he doesn't, then I, I feel that he's going to lose the seat because... <coughs> yeah. yeah, well, you've got so many people waiting in the wings, like Yuri Vips. Yeah. Um, exactly, essentially, that he's in the Red Bull family and they're, let's face it, brutal. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Helmut Marko is not going to wait. Helmut Marko is not going to wait quite surprised. Yuki Sonoda seemed quite surprised that they signed him for this year. Um, so he's expecting it, you know, but but that doesn't make it easier. I, mean, I hope he does well. He's a nice chap. Yeah, I like I like, uh, I like Franz Tost. I think he's brilliant. So, uh, you know, I think he's 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 a lovely chap. He's um he's well, I mean, he's a oh, I mean, who am I to say this? But he he seems he comes across as a bit of a personality vacuum. But that's yeah. just <laughs> that might be doing him a massive injustice. I'm sure. Right. So, I'm gonna, I, I'm, so I'm going to assume that you put Alpine at five. I've got Alpine at five. I've got Aston at five. Okay, quite two places higher than I put Aston. Um, whereas, so essentially, we've swapped. I put Williams higher than Alpine. Yeah, yeah. Apart from that, we're yeah, kind yeah. of similar. Um, yeah. Aston, I, I don't know. I think Seb Battle. I just I'm on the Seb Battle hype train. He's got a hair transplant. He's looking good. Uh, I'm on the Seb Battle hype train. Lance Stroll doesn't do anything for me, but Seb, I reckon he's going to get a few wins this year. That sounds like absolute. That sounds like absolute tosh. I know, but it's Seb Battle, and I'm just saying. I think it. that's. I think that's pretty bold. Uh, I like. I, I, well, I, Seb's I not used, anymore. I, <laughs> I never used to be a fan, right? I was never a fan, but they do, I'm talking back in his Red Bull days. And I'm I'm talking like when he was against Mark Webber, multi twenty one, being what I consider to be like a petulant little shitbag, uh, and and the stupid inverted finger thing. Like I just hated it all. Um, but but he's as a person, he's since he's left Ferrari essentially, he's grown on me enormously. And I think uh, he's one of I the think as he's two- matured and got older, he's let his fun he's- side come out. 
yeah that but also he's just one of the only two drivers that think i've got a platform here i'm going to use it to speak up against bad shit everything everything yeah and i think that's to to be commended and and and, uh, i know he was running he was running a uh, pro uh, no war uh, pro ukrainian uh, helmet um in testing at least one day and I, I still think that I still think there was never more of a whole. I think he had the two most wholesome images of the year last year. One was picking up the rubbish, picking up the, litter, and, the yeah, yeah. and the other one was the fact that he met those that person at the airport. He said, "Look, I'm going to propose to my missus here. If you could be there," and he said, "Yeah, I'll do it." Obviously, you think they're just going to say that? No, he actually showed up and congratulated them. And he didn't have to do that. He was just like, do "You know what? Yeah, you know." And I, and I, uh, I, 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 he, yeah. The pressure is the pressure is uh, off, and I think he seems happy yeah. where he is, and, and, and I'm, I'm grateful that 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 side of him is. Um, you know. there, there, was a, there was a time where he was doing like you know he just brake tested me and driving into Hamilton and doing stuff that yeah. was yeah. not not at all becoming. I think Ericsson hit us. Still my favorite calls. <laughs> um, even though it's not a Vettel thing, that's a gross no. <laughs> Still one of my favourite, still one of my favourite <laughs> calls ever. Um, that was that race though, right? Yeah. That was that race, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, right, this is where I get bold again. Who have you got a four? Fourth, I've got McLaren. I've got Red Bull. Which, pa- whoa. It pains me to put McLaren in fourth because... Um, okay, all right, know- let's see how... Like, we'll, we'll talk about the top four because I think this is where it could get quite mixed. Right. I've got Red Bull at four. Who got a three? Red Bull. Mercedes. Mercedes two. I've got Red. I've got McLaren two. And I've got Ferrari number one. Ferrari one to win the constructors. So we've essentially, I so essentially, I'll to repeat that. I've got Red Bull fourth, Merck third, McLaren second, Ferrari first. I've got McLaren fourth, Red Bull third, Mercedes second, Ferrari first. And I think I talking of hype trains. I'm fully on the Ferrari hype train. Yep. And I, 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 which is weird because they were always to me the old enemy. So you know, because I'm a McLaren guy, so they, it's the old, both McLaren the old, boys. Um, but it's the old, it's the old um, arch nemesis, isn't it? Is is yeah. uh, Ferrari? And, uh, right, now with 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 these top four of the constructors, I actually don't really want to go too far into it because I feel like it might spoil our okay, top yeah, championship list. Because I feel like that top eight for us is going to be vastly different, perhaps. Well, it, Let's see. <laughs> so, so let's go from the bottom again. Okay. At twentieth, I think this could be the same person. I've got Guan Yu Zhou. Yes, and I'm still, I'm still um, unclear as to whether it's pronounced Guan Yu Zhou or Zhou Guan Yu because I know that there is a cultural difference between. Between, I, think that. It, I don't know. I, I don't understand. I don't get if I'm being ignorant and I'm wrong. I think it depends where you're from, right, and okay. how you I, would I, pronounce it. I might be wrong, but I know, like, tweet, tweet Alex and let him know. Obviously, I know, like, for example, Charles Leclerc in some places is Charles Leclerc, but here we just yeah, say yeah. Charles Leclerc, you know, um, that sort of thing. I think that's how it works. I could be wrong. Yeah. But either way, we've both got him. Um, I th- I'm going to get hate for this one. Who you got at 19? Latifi. Mick Schumacher. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, I really like him. I really like him. Again, he's. He's very different to his dad. I hated his dad when his dad was driving. Not anymore. I want. I want this to be wrong. I do. I, I like genuinely. I think he's lovely. 
I like his little friendship he has with Sad Vettel. I think it's really nice. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. But, He's but mental, just, isn't like, I like the fact that um, I don't know whether you know this. There's a photographer called Kim Ilman who does like YouTube videos. He's a photographer. He's a photographer. He photoed them having like breakfast together on days for testing. Like they're just good mates. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think Haas. I don't know. I, I think Haas will be better this year. But I think Schumacher will struggle. I think he'll come into it towards the end of the season. I think he'll come you, like. You put I think Haas. I think ninth, didn't you? I did, I put them above. Yeah, um, but I think Schumacher, he'll be on the six. I think Magnussen will be on it quite quickly. And I think towards the end of the season, we'll see that crossover from where Schumacher gets better. But because the fact that Haas is still ninth, I think that will just be a bit too late within the season for Chumi to start. Now, I've, I mean, obviously this is ridiculous for me to say, but I've heard that the this generation of, of cars is closer in terms of how they drive and handle to a Formula 2 car than the last year's Formula 2 car, cars were to a Formula 1 car, if that makes sense. So last year's F1 cars were a totally different uh, beast to Formula 2, whereas this year, apparently, Formula 2 and Formula 1 translate more directly, but obviously F1's just outright faster. Um, and if that's the case, I mean, Mick Schumacher did win. He won in F2, didn't he? Um, so I don't know. I mean... I'd, I'd also like to see him do do well, as you say. Um, so you had Latifi at nine, 19, I had him at 18. So Okay, yeah, that's true. I, lo- I, I, I like Latifi. I, 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 I genuinely, although it's the memes of King Latifi, he's going to win. I, do you know what? Because a lot of people say pay driver, pay driver, pay driver. And to be fair, at the start, of course, that's what it was, because Williams was struggling for money. But I think he has shown that he is willing to learn, willing to get better. He's not just there. And he has improved. There, I still remember Hungary last year where George Russell, like he genuinely out-qualified Russell and things like that. And then Nicky was ahead, you Once. know. Yeah, but still... No, but you look at the caliber. No, but okay, like you go back to when the TV first joined the sport and the gap about between 50 the fifty times. Yeah, no, but no, you go, <laughs> yeah, but you look at the gap between where they were, right? And he has closed that gap. He has put the effort in, and that's what I mean. You know, but yeah, now look, and also I've heard more than once that he's the nicest guy in the paddock, but I, I, I just he's a bit anonymous. Part Who have you got? Eighteen. Eighteen. I've got Bottas. Controversial. I've got, him, I've got him at seventeen. Oh, okay. It's not that controversial then. I know, I know, and, I, and he seems like again. I'm, I'm sort of a fan, but um, I, I, I'm, I'm a bit bored of the, 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 the who it may concern now. It was cool when he won that first Grand Prix, <laughs> yeah, and then he started, then he, and then he, and then he went shit house again. And then every time he went, he'd be like, "Oh, to yeah. who it may concern," and it'd be like, "Well, it's kind of lost its shine now, mate." Because yeah, and and he's he's good, but he, he he's not. He's never. He was. He could never have beat Lewis Hamilton. No, and um, I think and, it takes a very special caliber of talent to be able to do that. And I think that also has kind of put a damper on Bottas's quality. But actually, I think Bottas is a very capable driver. So we both agree. Well, they're all capable. They're all. They're, yeah, they're all. Capable. No, but okay, okay. Within within the realm of Formula One, he is of the yeah. upper echelon of but the mid pack. When I was reading, I honestly think I can beat Hamilton. I'm better than Hamilton, and so, uh, you know, who's going to tell him? Who's but you have to believe. Him? You have to believe that, though, right? Yeah, As a you driver, know. you have to. You have to you believe. Do. If you go in with the defeatist, oh, I'm, I'm the crap out of the team mate what's the point being there you know you have to go in thinking that i have done enough 
to be at that yeah. level to give him a yeah, good yeah. go. Um, well, the fact of the matter right. is, he's been in the top team for many seasons. He's going to take that and help, hopefully, give Alfa Romeo a little something. Um, like I said, I think 17th is not reflective of his quality within this field. I think it's reflective of the car. I guarantee, do you know what? I really hope he has one or two outstanding performances this season where he gets like a seventh or something, you know, where he could like, you know, he can have one of those races where you just see the bot ass that, you know. But do you, yeah. do you think that he, he, he's, he would have, he would be any different to Kimi Raikkonen, who, who frankly, in terms of raw speed, was, you know, right up there. <laughs> He was in that car last year, obviously. It's tough, and isn't it? It's it, tough. It, it, it's just has eh, has bought us had just, has bought us had a shit. But he's just going to be at the back third, you know. And that's not necessarily yep. him, but that's just yep. that's his lot now. <laughs> so it was it was bought us was bought us eighteen for you, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, eighteen. I've got him. Who's seventeen? Because bought us was seventeen for me. Uh, K Mag. I've got him 16. Well, we're, we're, we're just... We're kind of... um, the only difference so far is Schumacher and you've put... Well, actually, I'm one ahead of you, aren't I? So we, we've what we said yeah. for Schumacher. K-Mag, look. This is, again, I'm on the K-Mag hype train. I just wanted to do well because I feel like, unfortunately, he's just a really shithead of the stick in Formula 1. Legitimately, I think you've put him in a good car, not only because it's a good car. I reckon if you put him in a good car, he would have been up there. I don't mean like world champion quality, but I mean... Like you remember when Roman Grosjean was in Lotus, I think everyone kind of thinks of Roman as a shit driver, which he's really not. I mean, he's done some dumb things. As as a but Roman Grosjean, you gave him a car. I think he's the same quality, if not better, than Roman Grosjean. To be honest with you, we've seen what he's done in other Formula as well, yeah. and other, you know. I think if he just had that car, he's better, and that's why I'm going to give him the one over Schumacher here. I think I think he'll just get to grips with it faster. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe a year out of the sport. Maybe it's the complete opposite, and he's gone. I just had this gut feeling. Or maybe it's a want and a need. Like I said, the back lot is sort of you just pick. It's a rough estimate. It's when you get to like the top eight when you go. Yeah. Now I have to really think about this because. But of I course, think. he's he's coming back into essentially what is a totally new formula for everybody. Yeah. You know, so I think the the year away is a minimised by the fact that he's coming back to his old seat and team and everyone and he could just hit the ground ground running and b everyone he's kind of reset. So I think I don't think that'd be an issue for him at all. Um, I think that you just have to be the more adaptive drivers. So which is why I think Alonso will do better than you think. <laughs> than you seem to think he will. Because he's Oh, you don't know where I put you don't know where I put Alonso on the Oh well, okay, but yeah, but you you put Alpine low. <laughs> but it was that all was that just the drag factor of Ocon? <laughs> I didn't put Ocon that low. I think it's because right, for certain teams you'll see in the list, I put one driver a lot higher than perhaps another. Whereas some of them were quite stuck together, which is what I've done with Alpine. They're quite close together, but they're like, who have you got? Who have you got at 16? 16, I've got Mick Schumacher. Okay, so now, now the equilibrium has returned because the same bottom. But obviously right. they're next to each other and who knows? You know, I just, I just, I just want, I just think he's going to do better. Yeah, I don't, obviously, like I said, Mick, I think, I think, I don't think you're wrong. If Mick, I want Mick to do well. I put my 19th just because we've seen in the past that it does take a, a bit to get to grips with new cars. And, and you know, I'm just going on pattern here because it's all I have. It's all a guess. I'm not a sports journalist. I'm just a viewer. I, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of how he's feeling. I don't have insiders that are saying 
this is how it's going in the camp. It's how they're feeling, you know. But it's interesting we've got the same bottom five. I wonder if that's going to continue as I we think increment. In broad, in broad terms, I would have thought so, but it's, it's just... Uh, who have you got at 15? 15th, I've got Albon. Because, honestly... Okay, we, I, well, I've got Sonoda. Yeah, we are very much. <laughs> We're like this. I oh, know Albon's, Albon's a few spaces higher for me. Okay, well, I, 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 I mean, that's... I've revised this list two, three times today. And um, I, could, I could, on reflection, go, do you know what? I think maybe Albon could be higher than that. Because yeah. I, I, I rate him... Do you know what's like, weird? I know, obviously, I've seen a bit of testing. I've seen a bit of testing, but I keep forgetting that he's back in it. Because he's not in Red Bull, and because he's still a Red Bull driver, yeah. I'm sort of like... Because he's still with Red Bull, isn't he? Red Bull have loaned him out to Williams. I'm still unclear as to whether he's completely free of contract at Red Bull or or if he's on loan. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Google that whilst we're doing. I'm sure we can find out. But I think um, he's probably got a callback clause. I don't know why they would. Oh Yeah, but does that mean that, say, for example, they got rid of Perez, Perez wants to go to Williams? Well, I mean, or if he's out. No, I think if, if, I mean, maybe if... Red Bull, I think Red Bull have a lot of drivers. I think if, let's say, one of them got COVID, do you know what I mean? I don't know whether it would be our one who would jump back into the Red Bull. I don't know. I doubt it. I think they just give Vips the seat. I think if you've got a contract... Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They've got I think, I think if you've got a contract with the team... Obviously, I think the difference was like Russell with Mercedes because at that point he was the, still like a junior, whereas now because Albon, I think, has surpassed that and he's just got like a Red Bull contract... I think it's like football. You can't just recall them for one match because you want them back. I don't think that's over. I could be wrong. I don't know if full contracts were. I just assumed that Williams would be like, hang about if Albon's doing really well for us. And when you're, that kind of gives us the shit end of the stick. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't even know if he's still under contract with Red Bull. So. But yeah. But yeah so um, I've put Sonoda here. Again, Mr. Inconsistent. I guarantee you have one or two really good Grand Prix. And then the rest of them, he'll crash or he'll be shit. And I don't mean that horribly, but nothing from last season has proved to me that he's consistent. He didn't really improve that much. He got better results as it went along, but you could still, from one Grand Prix to the I next, you were, you were after testing. He was he was really shining in testing last last year. Yeah, and everyone was going Sonoda could get a podium. And in and the then, first kind of few races, it was like this guy's really good, and then yeah, yeah that that evaporated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, do you have Sonoda at, at fourteen? Yes, I've got Sonoda on fourteen. I have Ocon. Okay. Uh, I like I like Esteban. I I generally really do. I just think I just think that he's not. I think he's like you know where like a driver has hype and you just don't get it. Like you just go you go. I just don't see it. Like I don't like I get he's tall like he's decent. But like I don't see him on the same level as I see the talent of Pierre Gasly, for example, or Orlando Norris, which some people held him to be, which I don't really get. I see him as a solid team driver, but I think he's proved that he's lost to people like Perez. He's lost to people like Alonso. And I'm not saying those are easy people to beat, but at the end of the day, if you want to be one of the best in the sport, you've got to be closer to those people. You can't just keep losing on end and end, you know? And I've just... I'm, I don't think he's a bad driver. That's why he's like still in a decent position. But I just I don't see him in this light. Some people put. Me. You don't see him in that league. No, that's fine. No. And, uh, and that's that's that. There's 
an argument to be made there. And like I say, he won a race. I'm not saying that some people, some people are going to say, you already said that because it's hungry. No, I think he did deserve to win that race. I think he did a brilliant drive. And I think, you know, given the circumstances, to win any Formula 1 race takes a lot of balls, or a lot of, you know, mental preparation. And he, that race, he deserved to win it. And I'm not going to take that away from him. That'd be silly. Um, kind of like when the FIA deduct people from the podium for a little bit of fuel missing, which is still a rule that baffles me that that's how that works. Uh, when it's so far little off, I think there should be like a, a gap, like you know, there should be. The, the, the problem is, how else do you do it? I know, yeah. no, I know, I know. I just when Vettel got his podium and then they went, no, nope. I was like, oh, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just... uh, I, it's just, but like you say, the the the, the ultimate is well, when do you draw the line? You have to have an yeah. absolute. Don't you? It's yeah. otherwise you end up like Massey going, well, okay, he was off the track. Yeah. That but who have you got at 13? Because that's what I've got album. Uh, in 13th, I've got Ocon. Okay, so we're not far off. So we talked about those three. Who have you got at 12? 12, I've got Alonso. So I've actually Okay, put... I, I've put Alonso higher than you. Because uh, okay. well, I've, I've got Lance Stroll. Because I've put Lance Stroll. Okay. Um, safe to say, I think that will be the better of the two. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, and this will reflect that. Uh, I'll, I'll say this I've got Alonso at 11. So, who have you got at 11? I've got Stroll at 11. Hey, we've got the same, ten, we've got the same bottom 10, the same top 10. Let's go. Um, <laughs> well, we'll talk about the both. Stroll first. I think he's again, same as Latifi on a higher level. I'd say he's improved season on season, slowly had better results. His qualifying is still something to be desired. I think qualifying yeah. is still where is he lets himself down because in races, even if he qualifies 16th, you see him end up getting like 11th or even like a ninth or something. And that is impeccable considering the cars he's in. But imagine if he could just get that one lap pace a little bit better, find himself with like a P12 or a P11. He could then find himself yeah. battling for P8s, P7s. Because his racecraft is legitimately something to, to admire. Absolutely. When he started, I thought, oh, daddy, daddy's bankrolled you. And that, that's to an extent is is true but he's not having then watched him i was like actually he's actually pretty good like he's yeah. you know he's 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 like you say his race race club qualifying needs to improve but then he knows that and um he'll be trying to work on that i'm sure um yeah I, i'm a bit sort of he's I, I just something always stuck in my head with him a radio call from his first year it sounded really very petulant, Ben, and I, I need to work on letting that go, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah um, what was it? It was in Monaco, wasn't it? What's the he, point he of you in racing? Well, I could, well, it wasn't, no, so that's another one, you're right. So, um, that, but, uh, um, but then again, though, I think as well, you have to remember that when he first won, he essentially was a child, I think he was younger than me, right? He was 18, yeah, and that is like a you, know, you take that for granted, you go, right, you should have some level of responsibility. But if I was F1 driver at 18, I, well, I'd get frustrated very easily. And I know that, you know, that's not a right thing to say. I'm not defending some of the stuff he said and how he acted, because you should be professional in that job. And I don't... But you also take for granted the pressure that you have on yourself as a Formula 1 driver. The amount of press that suddenly gets, you know, and that we don't see very much. We can't really comment. But I guarantee that it does take a toll. And when you want to be the best and you're 18 and you're sat there going, why, um, why the fuck am I in the worst team? I guarantee now he looks back, kind of like how Seb did, but he was on, he goes, I was a bit of a twat, you know, I was a bit of an yeah, egomaniac. Sure. And, and he might have be... gone, you know, and I guarantee, you know, but 18, you know, when I was 18, I was a little shit. 
Imagine I was like a rich Formula One driver. I'd be worse. You know, yeah, if so, you're the son of a millionaire as well, millionaire businessman, uh, he's probably not, you know, he's not wanted for anything. <laughs> and uh, it's just unfair of me. I'm, I'm, like you said, I think, I think um, he's not, he's outwardly at least been like that for a lot, for a while. Yeah, I think he's, he's actually, and I, and, and it, that doesn't impact on, this list for me because i think he, it's not this isn't where i want them to finish that's why yep. i think he, i think i think he, he is good and he is worthy of the seat but fernando alonso uh, i put him at 11th and you put him 12th right so we've swapped yeah 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 um i think alonso's gonna have another a solid year i think he's have another solid year Question is, I think it's this contract uh, up at the end of this year. Is this contract up at the end of this year? Is it was it a two-year deal? And this I mean, is who knows. He's retired. He's retired. He's retired before, so twice or something. I <laughs> don't know how long he'd want to be in the mid pack, though. Obviously, again, no, yeah, he's so irked by not winning the third title. He's always wanted that three. Um, you know, I know he's so nearly got it. I mean, he's a driver who's more talented than he appears on paper. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he, you know, he should have won more tight. I mean, this is crazy given that he's the double world champion. But I mean, I mean, what was it? Twenty twelve, we came. Was it twenty twelve or twenty eleven? Yeah, and there's obviously that that famous. Um, I think it's twenty twelve. Famous uh, shot of him just staring yeah. in Brazil. Um, he claims that wasn't anything to do with his emotional state at the time. I think he said he was just <laughs> looking and waiting for something. But you could you could see it in his face, and I don't blame him for a second. It would be weird for any top flight sportsman not to feel like that. If they've yeah. missed out on their their goal by the tiniest of margins, yeah, yeah, totally. And I think this year going to be similar levels to last year because I think the Alpine will be worse. I put them at eleventh, um, and I put Ocon quite low. But I think, yeah, yeah. But I think, I still think he's got the he's got the talent to put himself in that edges of the top ten in the standings. Um, I think he will do that. But here we go, top ten time. Top ten, yeah. Here we got tenth. Tenth, I've got his driver's uh, number is Gasly. I've got Vettel. Okay. Um, Sebastian Vettel. Sebastian Vettel. Um, I love the man. Like we talk about how like, I'm, I'm sure a wholesome person he is, you know. Um, but also as a driver, we, you know, people have said that he's dropped it a little bit, but last year he had some dynamite moments, and I don't mean like just the podiums and the high, like throughout, he was really consistent. It took him a few races to get used to the car, but it would. You drive a Ferrari for years on end, you go to, and even, even then you've been driving in two of the best cars in Formula One. You go to a mid-team, you know, completely different dynamic. And yeah, we, he, we saw the same with Ricciardo, didn't we, when he moved yeah. to McLaren, he had to sort of relearn. And then I think people works. forget that towards the end, Ricciardo as well started to get better. You know, not obviously the levels we thought Daddy Rick McLaren could be that perfect match that finally, but he started to close up. But Vettel was on it from about race five, Monaco, for example. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you have to say that um, of all the drivers, the big drivers that made moves last year, Daniel Ricciardo had the hot, toughest time adapting. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but Vettel, I think overall, like I say, will be better. Tenth, like I said, I want him to be higher, but um, I think there's going to be some tough competition in that top nine. But you've gone with Gasly. I've not even put Gasly ninth, so <laughs> um, I put Perez ninth. That's quite a way back, given that he's going to be in the Red Bull. Yeah. Are you, are you feeling well? Yeah. Who have you put ninth? Ninth, I've put Danny Rick. <laughs> 
I put Danny Rick a lot higher. Um, I, feel like because... I feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like this is where our constructors sort of. This is where yeah. the swap from you put McLaren fourth and me put McLaren second and Red Bull fourth. I want them to be. I want them to be. You know. Um. So let's. Okay. I've put Gasly eighth. So let's talk about Gasly first. Mm-hmm. I think Gasly this year's going to outshine Perez. I. Do you know what? I think you talk about dynamite drivers. Still to this day, I am so I, I say I'm confused. I'm not really because the Red Bull pressure is hot. And when Max Verstappen, who is the golden child and still as young as he is, why would Red Bull focus on anybody else? They'd be silly to. Gasly's in a really shit stick position because Gasly is legitimately, possibly, I hate to say this, he's going to be one of the best drivers ever not to be world champion. I just never, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I hate to say that now. You could go, well, you don't know how it's going to be in years. I just don't see with the current young crop. Yeah. Where, whatever team he goes to, that window's closing quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You're right, and and, and he's very, very good. And um, I, I just think uh, the the pressure cooker, as you say, of not it's not even necessarily the pressure, um, but but the 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 whole of Red Bull pivots around Max Verstappen, as you just said, and um, even if he were to to finish in a very good spot and beat Perez. If you were Red Bull's management, if I was, I think I'd still be thinking, I don't really want to take him on board yep. because we know that he doesn't work. <laughs> and I, well. I think, I think, I also think I know, they know that he doesn't want to play second fiddle. I mean, he's the good, I mean, there, I mean, you know I mean, the good, I mean, the good thing as well is for Red Bull is I don't, I, I, I guarantee Perez wants to win championships, obviously, because then you drive would. But there, Perez and Gasly are at two opposite ends of their career. I'm not saying that Perez is near retirement, but he's not got no, he's in five he's years in left, is he? Whereas P- Gasly's still a young lad who could yeah. have a decade left in the sport. And he won't want to sit there and be second fiddle. He'll go, actually, look at my performances. I know I haven't done, you know, I haven't been as consistent as Max, but look what I've done in this Alpha Tower. You, you know, yeah, yeah. why? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's one of those things where I think this year he'll get the most out of that car and put himself in that top eight. And, and 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 teams do matter. They they make a difference. Uh, uh, there was an interview with Alonso. I think uh, was it after the last season or towards the latter third, and he was talking about how he felt he would fare against Max Verstappen. And he said something along the lines of, "I think if we were a a, a, a neutral team, I'd fancy my chances, but I wouldn't fancy my chances against him there, because the, the, the he thinks that that whole team is." absolutely geared around him which makes Perez's uh, performances pr- quite impressive um, but um, yeah. yeah so um, so obviously I put Perez in ninth you put Ricardo in ninth this is my biggest mm-hmm. controversial one number seven the number current seven. F1 world champion Max Verstappen I put him at <laughs> seven there is something wrong with you, uh, if you think I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but I look, I look at the crop of drivers in that top six, and I go, yeah. But eh. the, the the last year, Hamilton and Verstappen were in a different formula to the whole of the rest of the field. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. Who knows? But I think he wouldn't finish in seventh if he was bracing uh, in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right, so you put Danny Rick... I haven't even put Danny Rick at sixth. Where the hell have you put him? Fifth. Okay. So what, what are you asking me now, seventh? Uh, seventh and sixth. So seventh, can... I, seventh, I've got Lando. Ah, uh, okay. No, Lando's, Lando's on the other... Like, 
we put that under I, many places apart. I hope he's finishing higher than set than, than that. But then you've put Max Verstappen seven. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think my world champion is going to be controversial now as well. I'm a massive fan of of Lando Norris. I think he's yeah. lovely. I think he's very, right. very. I will tell you that I put Lando Norris at second. Well, nice. I put McLaren second in the constructors. I think they will be the second best team. Yeah, that's that's bold. Okay, you tell uh, me, uh, my sixth place. You said seventh and sixth. Yeah, yeah, sixth. My sixth is is Charles Leclerc. Charles my Claire. sixth, my sixth, George Russell. Sixth. I mean, you've. Ah, I think we've you've gone off the rails. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's the thing. We started with Bahrain. He was great against Valtteri Bottas. I think against Lewis Hamilton. I think I'm not. I'm not saying that over time. Again, similar to, similar to, other drivers. I think it's going to off the boil. I think there's going to be a bit of a gap. It's going to take Norris five or six races to get close. And you might disagree, and that's fine. That's why there's a podcast on this. I, <laughs> but... <laughs> I've got a feeling that Lewis Hamilton might well have his hands full this year with. with... Two fronts. Okay. Okay. So uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. We'll go actually, let's just rattle it off. So you put Charlie Class sixth. He's much yep. higher for me. Fifth, I put Danny Rick. You put him ninth, I think, didn't you? Yeah. 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 This yeah. is mental difference. Fourth, I put Lewis. <laughs> what have you got at the top three? <laughs> what have you done? Well, it's, well, I put Norris second. I put Charles Leclerc third. And my F1 world champion for 2022 is <laughs> Carlos Sainz. I mean, if, if, I mean, look, you're, look, you're, you're, look. You're, you're more than on the hype train. You're driving the fucking hype train. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're, you're, I, I, I agree. I think that Ferrari are going to do well. I mean, I don't know that you put them win. top of the constructors. What do you mean? Like, yeah, because you I think because, surely because you think one of them's going to win the championship. Not necessarily, but but it, no, I, I don't disagree. Um, <laughs> it looks a bit funny uh, that I've done that. Um, yeah, for but where have you put Carlos? If if the clerk is sixth, where's Carlos? Because otherwise your constructors are backwards. Carlos, I've put in fourth. That wouldn't win them the constructors, though. You've thought about this more than I have. <laughs> 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 then I've got third, George Russell. Ah, oh, you're way too high. Way too second, high. Second, second, I've got Max Verstappen, which means I think Hamilton is going to regain the crown um okay well let's talk about this uh not yeah. that i disagree with you entirely i'd love to see lewis as champion um i don't get me wrong i think lewis at the end of the day to me anyway and it is because i grew up with him i think he is the best to ever do it uh, i think i i will say that and like i said you'll think schumacher or you might you know but they get it's I, it's hard to say anybody else because when you witness that brilliance and you witness drives front and you go that man is made of steel like when you talk about Formula one drivers there are some super heroic performances and lewis hamilton is that the reason i've gone fourth is because i actually am going to believe lewis this time and say that the mercedes isn't as good as he thinks it is um and do you know what if i'm wrong then I don't really care because I like Lewis and I like George Russell. So if they're yeah, doing well, so you can't, you then... Can't, you can't lose. But, and I think the, reason I put Dan, the reason I put Danny Ricardo fifth, I'm going to explain that on first. I think that's our biggest discrepancy here, yeah. is oh, I think he is brilliant. And I think new car, new start, 
I think they'll look at it and obviously that they're going to focus on Lando, not as much as Red Bull Verstappen levels, but I think, but I think Daddy now he's integrated in the team. Just give him another shot. I don't think he's going to do as well as Lando. I put Lando second for Christ's sake. I genuinely think it will be a fight. I but honestly, in my head, I think it's going to be a fight between all four of those teams. I don't think it's oh, going to be so. a. I don't think I it's going to be a Mercedes Mercedes Red Bull fight. I think but it's going to be they're going to be sort of placed all the time. But I think when you look at people like Lando Norris, if he's even if the team is that close to it. I reckon he's going to be getting better chance of winning because you saw some of the performances well. last year when they weren't. And I think Lando is somebody that doesn't really battle to pressure. I mean, let me look at Sochi, for example. I don't think that was a pressure thing. I think that was the team not having the most knowledge because they weren't very assertive with him. You know, they were very much, do you want to stay out? You know, whereas other teams, I think that was a team failure, to be honest with you, because I think if they were yep. more assertive, he would have come in. And I think it wasn't he, a pressure problem. You see him on certain laps where he is phenomenal in qualifying and he's done brilliant races. Well, brilliant overtakes. Last lap, Lando, well, that's a bit of a joke. It is legit, but he doesn't bow to the pressure. Some drivers think, oh shit, it's the last lap. I've got to do a silly overtake. He takes his time. He picks the right moments. And I think if he's got a car that is considerably closer to, to the top, then that could put him in a good. I don't think he's going to yeah. get there. Um, and there's kite bosh on him, but, but yeah, he's also really, really consistently not mistake he doesn't make mistakes often nope. either you know he's he's very kind of uh metronomically quick you know he's not he's yep. no he's not he's not got just flashes of of speed he's got he's he's the real deal in my yeah. mind um right let's talk let, let's try and dissect this all right because i think there's there's a few biggest the few bigger people we've got gaps first of all sergio Perez ninth um I don't think he's that great. And I think he will flounder. And the reason I'm saying that again is because of how close the teams will be. Um, I think that's what's going to cost him. Um, well, I think my only thing, well, I maybe would switch it around if we're being realistic because I put him eighth and Gasly ninth. But I just really like Pierre Gasly. And I think Gasly could have some heroic drives and beat Perez. But I think in my head and what to what I believe, if the cars are closer this year, and there is sort of not maybe a four-way straight shoot, but certain races where four teams could win it. I think Perez, unfortunately, because it's such a max-heavy car, will struggle in comparison to other teams where you can tell that it's kind of a dual sort of thing. Like, for example, George has always been brought up in the Mercedes way of driving, and that's in the Lewis era, so he's quite used to the Lewis way of car. You know, or Charles Leclerc, and you can tell Carlos Sainz loves that Ferrari anyway. So they've got to start with what they've done because it works for both their drivers. Um, you know, same thing with Lando, and yeah, maybe my Danny is a bit overestimated, but I still do believe Danny Rick is one of the best drivers in the world. If he can understand the car, then he will be back to his best. I do. I don't think he's lost it. If you get what I mean, I think it was just he didn't understand the car, and towards the end we did see him on similar levels to Lando Norris. Obviously, it wasn't as regular. There were certain races where he dropped off again, but he did begin to catch up, which means he slowly did begin to get more integrated. I think we do forget that. I mean, you look at the title and you see that he actually wasn't that far off on points. Now, yes, Lando had some DNFs, but so did Danny Rick, you know? Like, there was Portugal, for example, he didn't score. I think people maybe towards the end overestimated the gap between Lando and Danny. Yeah, and don't forget that this wasn't just... Uh, Ricardo's first year in the car. It was Lando's what third year. Yeah. So he he was fully at home. Um, but yeah, I, I I think they'll be a lot closer. Um, he had to relearn the whole 
the whole thing. I think he he says in Drive to Survive, he, he just he has to sort of rebuild his muscle memory. Um, and the sort of what the car is happy to do and uh, or not is dictates which direction you go in, and you don't know those things until you have experience of the car. So yeah, I think it's it's something that he'll he'll be because it's a reset for everyone. Uh, well, well, just a quick point on Perez. Um, the only the other thing, and this applies to Hamilton as well, that um, might go against Hamilton and Perez is the emphasis on on tire deck, tire saving as a driver, which both of those drivers, Hamilton and Perez, especially, um, were particularly good at. That's far less critical on the new Pirellis, apparently. So that that's um, all part of you know enabling them a wider and longer window to to race with. It ten tenths. So if there's uh, that, that maybe counts against them. So that's that's me trying to add some weight to your Perez theory. Yeah. Um, it's, um, not, it's not all about right, Max Verstappen seventh. I think I've underestimated that. Like I said, we've not got to I didn't academically read this and go right. Let's put this. In. I actually just went. It's not really a dream because I hang on, hang on. Sorry, my internet's been a bit buggy. Um, I didn't want to just put this. Like I don't think Max is going to end up seventh. Like, I don't want him to end up seven. To be fair, I kind of like, as a racer, I like Max Verstappen. I think he's a bit of a twat every now and then. But then again, though, I think most of the F1 drivers are. I think Lewis Hamilton's a bit of a knob sometimes as well. Even though I, I, I really like him, I think sometimes he does say or do things that I disagree with. On track, but, though? Sometimes. See, on track, I think Hamilton's generally clean as a whistle, like he's dead straight. But, but, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. For seven, seven, it might be wrong. I, I've got this theory that the Red Bull might just be a touch behind in the first few races, and Verstappen, I think, will be hot-headed again because he's not at the front. I think he'll make some mistakes, not maybe crash, but perhaps cause some issues. Not really land the car, you know. And I think that bike pulls again. I'm going off the basis of just nothing. We don't know. I Max Verstappen could win the championship again. There's a good. He's one of the best of the current crop. So if he did, it wouldn't be surprising. But I'm believing F1's thing of saying the teams will be closer. I'm believing what the journalists are saying in that McLaren and Ferrari look to be, the, on paper, in terms of raw pace, the best two cars. As long as McLaren, at least, can fix that, those niggles, then I, I do see Verstappen yeah. struggling. In comparison to the likes of George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, Charlotte Claire, Colour Science, Lennon, like, it's not like he's losing to... Nobody's here in my list. He's losing to six of the best of the current generation. Yeah, you know, and like I said, uh, I, I'm not saying that Verstappen and Hamilton aren't like the two juggernauts. They are, but I'm saying that if Carlos Sainz and Leclerc and Norris are in better cars, I think that would equal the playing field a bit more. And I think that they're they're no they're no shabby drivers either. Yeah, and and as, as I say, you know, looking at the test uh, with with all the caveats that go with it. Ferrari seem to be quick, high fuel, low fuel, hard tires, soft tires, dirty air. Their big problem was the porpoise. They, they were porpoising most. Um, but yeah, I think um, they looked as good as any top team. Uh, and and, and that, if that puts into that space Ferrari and McLaren and Mercedes and Red Bull, I still can't see this happen. Not. <laughs> Not not fighting his way towards the top of those, but maybe 
But like yeah. I said, I, in my in my head, give your theory some credence. Yeah, maybe it's gonna be a crap. Like I said, and also I, I could be wrong. I could be like I said, I want to dramatize a good fight. I see this top seven or every race being in like almost a different order. I don't see it being consistently. This person gets a string of second places. I see it being, oh, this race, there's a good fight, and then Russell wins a race. And this time, I'm not, I'm not saying Verstappen's not going to win races, get podiums. I'm saying that because of this top eight or nine or whatever being kind of compact, it can be quite changing. And it's going to flip and change up the season. I could be wrong with that. This, this, I'm just saying that I believe with how close in quality the drivers are, that both all four of these teams technically have some of the greatest drivers of the generation. Like, there's not a bad driver in there. I think Sergio Perez is the worst of those eight, if you're talking about the Ferrari, Red Bull, McLaren, and, you know, Mercedes drivers. But uh, it's so close. Russell's sixth. No, no, I love George Russell. I'm not this... I know people want to see him do well. I want to see him do well. I think sixth in his first season in Mercedes, two spots behind Lewis Hamilton, is not a bad start, personally. I think you'll be surprised. <laughs> I think I really think that Hamilton might have his hands full, as I said. But well, didn't didn't you still put? Oh, oh um, I knocked my mic over. Just wreck the mic. Um, but yeah, didn't didn't you still put Russell two spots behind Hamilton as well? So we haven't actually disagreed. Well, yeah, I mean, no, I just you know, I just uh, you like just said, you you I just moved them higher up. I, 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 yeah, I did, but also. So I think I think we agree then in terms of the balance between yeah. the two. And I've revised this list today to go. No, I can't put them there. That's ridiculous. I saw Verstappen I mean, seventh, and I went. I knew that's going to cause some some crap. And people were pretty good. This this guy knows nothing. I don't know anything. I've said that like four times on this podcast already. This is just a guesstimate with a little bit we of knowledge know. from testing. And we don't know this year more than you know most years because of the changes have been so big exactly but Russell I think overall integrating to that team well I think he'll challenge Hamilton more the Bottas I just I, I, I think he'll win I think he'll win a race I think he'll win one race which sounds harsh but again I just believe the Ferrari and McLaren this year especially that Ferrari is going to be a tough dog to beat I think they have because of their width of performance in terms of conditions. Um, yeah, yeah, whichever tire, time of day, low fuel, long run, short, anything, all of the strategic of the strategic windows are, are, are open for them, then. Uh, and that's gonna that's gonna mean there'll be times when they might not even be the fastest, but they just have long run pace or they're kinder on the tires and you know or they've qualified well because of the one lap pace and, and it's just going to allow them to win races that others would struggle to if it yeah, all I'm feeling because it, don't forget... sorry buddy sorry if what your bag's not there I don't think you put your bag in there mate you can come in I'll wet it out I don't think your bag's in there Hello. Did your shoot go to shit then? You didn't seem to happy about it. What's what was it? By that do you mean Ben and Sagan? Yes. Just those two? No. So have you like have you left your bag at your stubby then? Christ. 
anyway, back to what were we saying? I uh, I don't know. Where do we pick it up? <laughs> so yeah, essentially that space at the sharp end of the grid is obviously the most interesting, um, but it's also looking from testing more crowded than normal, potentially with Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, and McLaren. <laughs> I think the interesting thing, the interesting that we again we both done. There were a lot of similarities in our list. I think one of the interesting things is we both put Carlos Sainz above, above Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. Yeah. I've, I've um, and I, again, I think part of that is that McLaren fanboy part of it. I think, you know, but also I think last year Carlos proved himself yeah. to and not think... only be a decent teammate to Charles Leclerc, but I think, didn't he end up almost beating him? Or did he end up beating him on points? Uh, don't know. Um, Let's go to Dr. Google. But, yeah, science is, is uh outstanding driver. I think Lando, I know obviously Lando would say this, Lando says that he thinks that he's one of the very best, putting him right up. And, you know, yeah, Carlos Science did beat Charles Leclerc. It's always a little tricky doing that because reliability comes into it. But but yeah. But your debut season either way, that's still an achievement. Yeah, I mean it's the mirror opposite of of Ricardo's first year in a new car, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but even then, I disagree with that because, like I said, Ricardo to again, you look at you can always look at the this is how I say it, right? You can look at the gap at the early part of the season, and that of course that's always going to create that gap. But the gap began to close. And that's why this season I revised it. I still didn't put Daniel above Lando. And I think Daniel is a better driver than Lando, ultimately. For now, I think there will be that time in a few seasons where Lando becomes his peak. Same thing with George Russell. I think there will be a time where the kind of the the, the powers that be they tip to scale and we do see the emergence of the Charles Leclerc, Russell, and Norris at the top peak of the sport. And I mean, like, as and then they just get as good as Verstappen because I think genuinely they are there. Obviously, Verstappen's had those couple of years of legs on them, and it does take that. Like we've seen with Verstappen, we knew his talent for years. Last season, he finally hit that. You know, it wasn't just the car; he began to get up there with Lewis. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. You know, and I think eventually they'll do that. I just don't see it yet, which is why I have gone with with Lewis. A uh, you know Lewis above Russell. Um, for the season, and I think I, I think George Russell is immediately the fact that he went into that Mercedes and beat Valtteri Bottas. And again, like we said about half an hour ago, we were speaking about us. Bottas is no pushover, he's a great driver, like a great driver. And the fact that he did that, not you know, was was mega impressive. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because you immediately sit there and you go, Well, this list could be absolutely rubbish. and Grand new show wins the championship. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> but that's fine. It's just it's just good fun. It's just going on gut, really. I think this. But you I mean, you know, it's it's a tricky one, isn't it? You you sit there and you you think, how how does how does this how you know how the reason why Carlos Sides is the better of the two Ferraris as well, is because I just think he's got a cool ahead the other day. I I think Charlotte Claire's only weakness. Is his hot headedness, which is rare that it comes out, but when it does come out, it does affect him and he does make silly mistakes. I've rarely, and I mean this, I've rarely seen Carlos Sainz lose his head. 
just trying to think of a, of a time. I, I can't think of one. And I think that's going to be the different well, option too. I mean, they, they're all, you're always going to make a mistake. And, and uh, I think, it, again, it was Russia, wasn't it? Maybe last, the year before last, where he uh, clipped the wall on his own doing, doing like 150 mile an hour, uh, trying to get around the bollard because uh, he'd gone long at turn one. <laughs> it's just, That's technically just, turn two now, isn't it? They've took, changed it. Took, took himself out. Uh, it's turn zero. We're not going, in, we're not going there now. Uh, but yeah, he just kind of, <laughs> he just kind of totaled the car there and then. Just, but you know, they're all going to make mistakes. But I don't think that was due to hot headedness. I think it was maybe a bit of frustration, but it's just an error. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those, isn't it, mate? Where again, you can just this set. Like, this is so much more fun this list than last year because I think we all knew it was going to be a Hamilton Verstappen fight. Whereas this year. Although the yeah the two best drivers on the grid, we don't know if the cars around them could cause some issues with that, well, and we'll that's exciting. We we, we will. And like, look, I'm gonna re- so I genuinely don't think Verstappen finished seventh. I like I put that there sort of as a joke, but just you know, just like because of course Max Verstappen's one of the best drivers for the even world champion last year on merit. Whether you think the last race or not, whatever. Like, but. You know, that when the pundits, I mean, normally they say it just as a joke. When the pundits said, Oh, the, they both deserved it, they legitimately did. If it went to either one of them, you could go, Yep, yeah, deserved more champion. You know, it wasn't they were one better than the other. If you could split the championship, do you know what? I probably would have last year because they, they're that good. I just think this year we're going to see the emergence of the Ferraris and the McLaren. Again, McLaren P2 is my fanboyness, but again, you could see they're quite quick as long as they can fix these little bits and as long as they can do. I don't see why, you know, especially with the outfit McLaren now, Andreas Seidel, Zach Brown, and the extra money, no matter how controversial their sponsors are who are giving the money and the investors. Seidel and Brown, they're not going to want to sit on their, their laws here. They're, now it's a new era. They're going to go, let's attack this, you know. Let, let's go for it. Same with Bonotto. I think he's got a point to prove as Ferrari team principal. Uh, you know, not that he's done a bad job, actually. When you consider it, actually, he's done pretty well, considering they were... For for a period, pretty shit house. Did they come sixth the season before going, last? Going going through team principles like every other season, were they? Uh, that was maybe yeah. I think what you're talking about there is is the 2020 season because that was the um, where they got told off for being naughty. They got told off in 19 for doing something not legit, and the following season therefore suffered because <laughs> they were kind of leaning on this whatever they were doing with their engine and uh when that was taken away they were just nowhere um but they've they've come back but then they are one of the most resourced teams so it's going to be interesting exactly and i, I think you know i'm excited for for this is a new season more than ever because it's a new era and i mean that like we start from scratch obviously i mean certain teams can be better than others but there's no doubt about that i don't like if somehow Haas were to win a, look, look, I'm going to say this now. I want to do a bold prediction. I want Haas to at least get a substantial points finish. I don't mean like a podium. That would a race have to be mental. But I mean like if K Mag or Mick can get like a fifth or a sixth, I would. I reckon. I'm also going to say this as well. An Alex Albon podium, please, because I think this could be his last year in the sport, possibly, and that's. Red Bull and they cut his contract and he just goes to Williams, which I think wouldn't so, be a bad shout. But what was he what was he due to 
wasn't it? And he, he got, got one, didn't he? He got one he got in Magello. Didn't he get one in Magello? Was it Magello? He got his podium. He did finally get one. <laughs> did he though? Yeah. Did he get one? Are you sure yeah. he got one? Um, I don't remember seeing him out there. Um, yeah, I mean, he's 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 due some good results. I like him. I think he's. Uh... He took his first podium finish at the the Tuscan Grand Prix. Oh, well, there you go. Not a memorable race then. There you go. <laughs> That is from the official F1 website. Was it, was that Magello, well, the Tuscan Grand Prix? Uh, yeah, yes, because they had that the was Italian the one with the, that was the one with the horrible crash on the start line, wasn't it? Because there was a safety car restart. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was the yeah. that was that that yeah. was not a good. That was Bottas almost slowing down, speeding up, slowing down, speeding up. Didn't really uh, you know, drew drew the uh. Scorn of a, of a few drivers behind, as you'd ex- expect. But yeah, overall, mate, I I cannot I cannot tell you the, the excitement that I am I'm feeling for this. Well, it's been and a very really short that. off season, isn't it? It's been a very short. But off-season but, season, but it feels but like it feels like you know how to describe it. Obviously, this is a Doctor Who podcast. It feels like they're getting a new Doctor almost. You know what I mean? Like this, it feels like a you're getting, you know, yeah, you get a new regs. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are, aren't we? Getting we're getting both of those in the same. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, so it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting times in terms of seeing you know where what happens. It, these regulations could be shit house, and we could be back to the old. It's a Mercedes one two uh, or Red Bull one two. But I, do you know what? I genuinely believe at least this season for a decent bit of it, it will be close. And I think that it would be very you know I oh, I just. I believe every team has sandbagged a little bit. I think no, no team would want to give away everything. I think it'd be silly, you know. So, you know, do you think we're in for another? As as it was, and I can't remember which year it was. A couple of years, the first five races had something like five five different winners, or the first six races. Totally. I and I, remember. my other bold prediction is that Lando. It's not really bold prediction. It's something that should happen. Lando Norris won his first Grand Prix, and I, oh, I. I I really and same for George Russell. I think you can get a lot of new winners this year. Obviously, Gasly's won one. Uh, who's there actually? To Albon won't win one. I don't know what he was good enough. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so I think I think the new winners will be. Sign doesn't want one, does he? So Carlos signs three. Well, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there'll that, be your three that, new winners. There'll be your three new I winners. I hope so. Yeah. You know, I put Carlos as champion, and I—that is one thing I will stick to. I, no, no, no yeah, that is what I will stick. That was what, like, <clears> if I, if the Ferrari is the best car, <laughs> I think he'll be the winning. I think he'll be the better of the two, and I think he will win the championship. That's still pretty. Bold, if you're going out and out, I mean, I know you put Ferrari top of the constructors, but your championship selling doesn't really reflect that. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I didn't think about but, that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I generally do. I, I agree with you that in essence, Ferrari will be the best car, and I do think that Carlos Sainz will. We'll win it. Uh, I, I, do you know what? I don't think. I think it will be one of the most, not a rags to riches story because obviously, but like you would never expect Carlos Sainz 2015 and Toro Rosso to go seven years time. That's a actual world champion. You know, um, I don't want to say That's it's like Damon Hill esque. I don't want to say it's, but you know, but you know, Damon wasn't consistently doing amazingly until he, he did that season and won it. You know, I'm not saying, you know, obviously David Hill's win, you know, we don't know how emotional whoever wins the world championship. This could be one of the best championship scraps of all time. 
imagine, imagine, obviously, we're hyping it up. It's not going to be that way. Imagine an eight-way fight. Even if it's not in that in the title, even if it's not in the title, but like every race, there is at least a bit of competition between more. I just want to be more than two teams. That's what I'm asking for, everyone. Give us more than two teams at the top. Give us a nice scrap. Um, like I said, I'm not asking for the world here. I'm not asking for you know every race to be an absolute banger because you're never going to get that. And then it would diminish the ones that are really good. You know, I think Monaco will still be pretty crap in terms of racing because it's Monaco and you can't really get much better than that straight. Believe me, I've played the F1 game. I've tried. Um, but, you know, it's not possible. You just can't race around that. Yeah. But, you know, I think I think I'm also excited to see some tracks return like Canada. How I've missed you. Um, usually, that usually, usually, not always. Wasn't the last Canadian Grand Prix the whole Vettel-Hamilton debacle where Vettel moved the uh, yeah, I suppose it was, yeah, because they haven't, yeah. That was, I, that's that one of those things that vividly in my mind is in sealed. And even I did feel a bit that Vettel was a bit hard done by that day. But that's when I was a Hamilton founder. It's three years ago, it doesn't matter now. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a track, though. Um, it's it's often very, very good. <clears throat> it's very um, fast and narrow. So there's often uh, people touching walls and things. Uh, and the wettest race of all time, maybe not. Maybe Spa uh, last year was wetter. But uh, I'm going to ask you space, another. Though. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you another question as well. Which this question okay. might be absolutely pointless, but because you don't know, it's all contracts. What I'm going to ask you: What track would you like to see replace Sochi? Oh well, I mean, I oh I was um, I've got a soft spot for. No, Imola, Imola's already on the calendar, isn't it? Malaysia, maybe. I'm going to go Malaysia or Turkey. Mm. Turkey would be a good one, yeah. Malaysia. Or even Malaysia's like a Hockenheim. Hockenheim. Nerving. Yeah. Yeah. I miss the old Hockenheim. I know that they there were problems with it, but you, you, you maybe. Brands Hatch, but they have to go at half speed. Brands Hatch. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago they raced there, but it was. Yeah. Um, because what else we're we getting talking new tracks get in Miami. They're going uh, to Miami. Will Smith. Yeah. If Will Smith isn't there, I'm going to be absolutely devastated. Like, <laughs> I, I want him at the start. You know, they did the dash anthem. Screw that. It's Will Smith singing Miami. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, he was at Abu Dhabi that one year, wasn't he? Because he's friends yeah, with Lewis. Was a, couple of, a couple of years back, yeah. Look at the good thing about F1, I think last year, and I'm happy that they changed it now, is that like, the thing about the celebrities, let's talk about that because you get so many great celebrities that come up there and they want to have a chat. I still remember the day where, like, not only has it happened with uh, Megan the Stallion, I don't know who she was, but she was very much not the a f- fan of everyone. And, and, and was just, no, she was just mugged Martin Brunoff, didn't it? Because he was oh, like, sorry, yes. he, he was like, who do you think is going to win, Max or Lewis? And she didn't know. I, I, she's like, oh, I think... and she's like, oh, and then the Pierre was like, oh, you shouldn't be asking questions. And then Martin just goes, well, I can because I just did. Yeah, and he, he, the thing is, he, he, he went on, and, and Martin Brundle's a, a legend, you know, and, and he knows exactly what he's doing, and, and he's very measured in his responses, and he, and he gave the perfect rebuttal, I think, online. Like, but the thing I'm, is, like, well, like you get, you get those celebrities as well, which I think are genuine. Like, I think one of my always favourites is like people like Ben Stiller or even Michael Douglas, who you know love the sport. I'm not a massive Ben Stiller fan as an actor, but at least I know when he's at an F1 race, he's there because he's, he's there a because fan he loves of, it. 
Yeah. You know, and my favourite as well, even though he like he was just there because he's Lewis's mate, like Stormzy. I'm not a fan of his music, but he was there at Abu Dhabi. And you could tell he was gassed to just be talking about Martin Brundle. Do you know what I mean? He was, so, he was thrilled, wasn't he? Yeah, it was, that was yeah. Lovely. Like, and that's what you want to sit like. But, but we don't want to just see celebrities there with their Instagram and like, well, look at me in the F1. Like, I still remember one of the funniest calls back in the day was, uh, I believe it was uh, DC Coulthard. I think it was Christina Aguilera in Azerbaijan. And it pans to her and Coulthard has a call like, "There's Christina Aguilera pretending to have an interest in Formula One." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, and that's, that's Formula One through and through, though, isn't it? There's that need to balance image and, and publicity well, haven't, and money. Didn't they make a rule now that um, celebrities, if they're going to go onto the grid, they're not allowed a, to PA or something to stop them? So they've been now told if if yeah, or, they or if they go, go the grid, you know, if they if they go onto if you go onto the grid, you have to accept the fact that you might. Yeah, and that should be the case. I mean, that's why they're. Well, the thing is, right? If my if you're an F1 fan, if you're if you're an F1 fan, and Martin Brundle comes up to you, you would jump at the chance to be on the grid. Yeah. Because if you're an F1 fan, you know how first of all how amazing the grid walk is because it's outside the best moments, and B how prestigious it is before an F1 race. You know, it's been a staple for a lot of years. It's the one thing. It's the yeah, like yeah, my, favorite, my favorite. My favorite. So I'm a big fan of the actor. He's Anthony Mackie, right? He's in like the Marvel films and stuff like that. He was at uh, the Hungarian Grand Prix in like 2020. He didn't know who Martin Brundle was. It's <laughs> like what? what? <laughs> Sorry, I like that. I like the guy, and you can tell that like, he's obviously been told, "Look, go to the F1." And all that. He wasn't rude about it, but you could just tell that he didn't know he anything. Yeah, and like oh, whereas Megan okay. The Stallion was like, "I don't want to talk to you." Why because I think they're, they're still adding value by being there if you're not into it, but but not talking to anyone is 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 too is a, is the red line. It's too far. Well, I, well, I, th- I think well, I think the issue is that if you come across as a tit on camera, that's when yeah. you go, okay, well, this is very much fake. You know, like I just sort of again, I get they get a lot of crap. I get they get a lot of people come up to them, but like if you're at F one event and F one report comes up to you, you shouldn't be surprised. No, like, you should. It's not like it's not like you're on the street and that what is it that channel TMZ or whatever randomly comes up to you with a microphone and a camera. It's not like that. You agree going to an F1 event, there's going to be press around you and all. It's, part like, and it's not, you know. Essentially, that's why they're there, really, at the end of the day. Unless they're a paying ticket holder and they're sitting in a grandstand. Um, yeah, the de- that's the deal, in my mind. Is the, the deal is, you're a celebrity. We want to leave you your capital uh, and your followers, and we want to talk to you and add value to the people watching at home um, in the build-up. Then you have to add the value. You can't take the ticket if you don't do it. In my mind, exactly. And I, I overall, I think it's just good. it's going to be a great season underway. I think there will be a fight for the championship. I think on track action will be better, however minimal it is. Um, yeah, I'm excited. And I think you know what? I think we're in for a treat, no matter what. I think this, this year there's going to be some shakeups in some capacity. Well, let's find out on Sunday. It's not long to go. You can join me and Kevin at Sky Sports F1, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> we are now the new commentary pairing. <laughs> Who are you? Are you, are you, cro- you know, I'm Crofty in your mind. They, they did that a while ago. One of Formula, one of Formula One's kind of uh, missteps in trying to lure fans in was a demystified, less jargony, more children-orientated commentary you could use on the red button. And I think it was just essentially people going, wow, look how fast they're going. <laughs> <laughs> Would it just be me and you going? Oh, we've got oh, we've got oh shit at them again. We want George to win. Yeah, <laughs> we've been the most biased be, commentators. We're not going to be impartial, I don't think. <laughs> no. I mean, not to be fair, that's not many drivers on the. If any, that I'd really dislike anymore. 
Well, now that he's gone, you mean? Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, no names. Good to Steiner announce for Haas as driver. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm hoping there's more Good to Steiner moments in the, the, the remaining. Well, you'd hope, but you'd hope at least Haas are now more in the mix than they were. Yeah, well, hopefully like, they make it past the first corner. Because they, had, because they actually put effort, they didn't even bother with Ash's car at all, did they? they didn't, no upgrades at all. Yeah. Like the same, they had the same car throughout the whole year. Yeah, um, which is why it's slightly disappointing, I think, from their point of view. And surprising that really the test looked like they were, they hadn't used, not that they hadn't used the time wisely, but it, was, it wasn't going to be this panacea. It was, it was in vain. Yeah, may, maybe, maybe. We don't know. Maybe we don't know. And that is the mid-track. exciting thing. Yeah. That is exciting. Well, Kevin, thank you very much for, uh, for thank joining. Thank you for having me. That's all right, man. Well, this year, as long as it's not a controversial end, we will do a wrap up show. I think if you look at the time, that there would have been no way that we could have worded no, correctly. I'd have, been, I'd have just been fuming anyway. So, uh, Kevin, is anything you want to plug? I know you obviously do Red Bubble and stuff if there's. I do a Red Bubble, yeah. Um, if you if you want to, if you're a Doctor Who fan, and I assume you must be listening to Alex's uh, podcast. Um, if you want to, it'd be, it'd be, 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 be a bit weird if none of them were listening. Yeah, listening to yeah, yeah. Considering ninety percent of the listenership is, and I know a few of them that are F1 fans as well. So if it is well, that's, money, two, that's, that's two or three listeners we've got then. But <laughs> yeah, if class. you want to, if you want to look up the Genesis arc on on uh, Red, link in the description. Um, oh, lovely! Yeah, thank you very much. Um, you know, you, what kind of things do you make? Obviously, t-shirts is rebel. They're main, um, they're, well, they're mainly yeah, they're mainly they're mainly Doctor Who things, but there's other sci-fi as well. There's some Formula One stuff on there. Um, there's some Red Dwarf stuff and some Columbo stuff. Strangely, I'm a that shows your age. Um, I'm a oh yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Columbo fan, and anyone who doesn't like it can get in the bin because it's I also weird as well. Because since, since also this is a thing to say as well. Since we uh, last the podcast, we've now met in person. Yeah, yeah, lots lots happened. Yeah, so we met we've met in person. Yeah, I mean I say that can't we take, did like a podcast a year ago, so can't can't take that back. We won't get that time back. Well, <laughs> you don't get that nine quid rum and coke back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, five prizes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure. You can follow the Thank podcast uh, on Twitter at the Thomas Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex King underscore Dom. There'll be a link tree in the description to everything Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Red Bubble. and Red Kevin's Bubble. Red Bubble. And yeah. until next time, which will be on The Batman with Reese, Adam, and John, I bid you adieu. Enjoy the racing this weekend. Goodbye. Thank you.